The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, thank you once again for being with me on Afternoons with Mike. I am on the phone line with a dear man of God, a brother who is one of the most gifted guitar players in the world. He's been on my program before, Doyle Dykes. I am so thankful for you. Welcome back, Doyle. Well, thanks, Mike. Good to hear your voice, and uh, I'm sure you're doing well. I don't feel sorry for you. You live in Florida. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you My know, as, actually. as one person once said, Doyle, you know, if it wasn't Orlando, it could always be Jamaica. We're suffering for the Lord. You know, we're we're in this beautiful area and it is wonderful. But uh, my goodness, you're up in the Cleveland, Tennessee area right now, right? Yes, uh, we've lived up here for a number of years, uh, lived in Nashville. And it's funny, nothing was really happening for me at that time. I mean, this is way back in around 92, and uh, in 91, 92, yeah. So we decided to, to move here because my kids wanted to go to Lee University. We're looking at that, and I thought, well, we're kind of, we sold our house. We're in between. So instead of doing something here, finding another place, why don't we just go down there and maybe get a house, and then we'll let them finish high school and then go to college had another one going to college after that. And then later on, we had three daughters, Heidi, Holly, and Haley. And I probably had three dollars, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get that That's one. That's why we wanted to be here, not to have to put them in a dorm. And uh, it, it's funny because after we moved out of Nashville, about, I don't know, two, two years later, something like that, the Lord, the whole world just opened for me in, in Nashville. It's I started playing on the Grand Ole Opry again, as a, but this as a soloist and as an artist, where before I was on there with Grandpa Jones years before. Mm-hmm. But I started playing acoustic guitar and started working with Taylor guitar and just came out with an album. And it, it's funny how the Lord just opened the door and we never moved back. We just decided to stay here and, and it's a smaller town, but uh, we love it. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I love Nashville. I have a daughter that lives there and her family. Uh, in fact, she's a worship leader at First Baptist in Fairview, Tennessee, and very much involved in music around there. And, uh, in fact, she sang on the Grand Ole Opry with me about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And but Are we uh, talking about Haley? Haley, yeah. Do you remember her? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she. we had... We had a fun thing that we did, and I'm sure your, uh, your listeners would enjoy this. Um, she wanted to do a fundraiser for their preschool, and that's what drew them to that church was the preschool. You know, with the kids. if you minister to people's kids, it's going to touch mom and dad, you know. No doubt. And so they started there and then started volunteering, and eventually the, the other worship leader left, so they hired Haley, and then her husband Jake does choir, all that stuff. Anyway, I told her, I said, Haley, why don't you do, they do a thing in Cleveland at Lee University called Hardback Hymnal, or they call it Redback Hymnal, because the hymnals are all red. And 
She said, well, Dad, ours are blue and white. <laughs> and I said, well, we'll just call it hardback hymnal night. And so, uh, Ronnie Booth came out, Booth Brothers, and uh, Andy wow. Levitt, fiddle player for River Gags, and his wife, Rachel. She's one of the white. You've heard of the white. Oh, yes. And, uh, man, we had a big time. And then they, uh, Jerry Reed's former drummer, you know, the, he's a great musician. My brother flew up from Jacksonville. And uh, I was there, of course, and we had a lot of fun and raised money and then played some old uh, old songs, you know, like heard an old, old story, How Savior Came From Glory, you know, and things like that. And uh, Victory in Jesus. And uh, I'll fly away. All kinds of things. We just had a, a great time. You know, I saw I think one clip from that on uh, on YouTube, and uh, that's where I keep up with you. Uh, and you do this thing now called the String Along, and that is uh, it's a Sunday presentation every week. What gave you the idea for doing that one? It's almost like a video, like a blog, but a vlog, if you will. What uh, yeah. what what uh, happened to make you think to do that? <laughs> the most unlikely thing that you had ever heard. In fact, this, this Sunday string is about how God uses those unlikely things and unlikely people. Sometimes the most unlikely people can do the greatest things for God, and I think He does that because uh, you know he, he wants people that came from Him and not from us. Uh, and if you go back in the Bible and look at Gideon and his men and look at Moses, I mean, my Lord, and Moses even said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And I'm just a guitar player, but I was doing this little uh, video during the pandemic. My daughter said, well, Dad, you have your own YouTube channel. And I said, I do? <laughs> I didn't even know it. And uh, I was doing these videos just to help churches along that couldn't have a guest. And uh, let me use the chapel over at Lee. Then I started doing it at my house and, and just kind of kept them up. And I was watching this video with my son who's in law enforcement. And he said, Dad, check this. Uh, it's a gun channel this guy has. His name is call him Hickok45. And he, he used to. Uh, uh, I love his videos. Uh, he was a school teacher. And. Uh, and so I was watching Hickok, and he started this thing called a Sunday shoot-around. And, and so I thought, well, you know, he just mostly talks. Mm -hmm. and, but he gives us philosophy, still shoot a gun. I, well, I could play a guitar, <laughs> and I could play a song, and then I can talk and, and, and share a word. And so I, I wrote some names down, and uh, I kind of took his idea, and then my family said, well, that's the one we like, and I called it Sunday String Along, and his is Sunday Shoot Around, and mine's Sunday String Along, and uh, he, I don't know him. I've never met him, but I'd like to someday, maybe we can meet up, and, and I'll tell him, you know, he influenced that, and so, <clears throat> and um, I don't have many followers. I think he has over six million subscribers, but ours, uh, our, you know, our uh, subscribers are growing. I think we just picked up another over 2,000 people in the last, I think, about three or four weeks. Wow. And and uh, and our string along, I'm, the other day I went over, took a weekend off, and I went over and taught a Sunday school class for a guy I mentioned uh, on string along. His name is Leo. And so I went over there, and he said, Doyle, we didn't announce you're going to be here. And they had about eight people. <clears throat> and then that day, I think we picked up 
uh, uh, six or eight thousand viewers on on what I did on my string, and so it's an amazing thing how God uses that. You know, and of course on my record videos, I think we just I did one two weeks ago, and I think we had over sixty five thousand hits on that. And so it's a way to reach people and, and to be able to share the word and to people that may not. Uh, that may not even go to a church or can't. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hog the program, but if I could tell you one story on that. Oh, absolutely. Well, two things. Uh, Steve Warner called me, uh, the country singer. He said, Dole, I just watched your uh, you know, Sunday string along. And then I had another guy contact me, and, and I thought of maybe just doing it once a month or saying, you know, it takes so much to do that every week. And so... Uh, so much time and, and energy, but I, I enjoy. It, but I, I'm on the, I'm still on the road, you know. I'm still working, and so I, I got a, a note from a named Wayne Moss, and Wayne, one of the, real, I mean, first real Nashville cats, he had a group called Barefoot Jerry. He's a songwriter. He's a ranger. He's a producer. He's produced many songs and played on. And he was the one that did that. Do 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 do. You know, pretty woman. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 yeah, do, do, do. that was him, Wayne Moss, and uh, and he also did the the guitar uh, solo on Only Daddy uh, Who Could Walk the Line with Waylon Jennings. So he's he's played on so many hits. But he said, Doyle, don't ever quit doing bring along uh, because he said that's the only church I can I, that I have now because I'm in a wheelchair. But he says I've turned you on to 200 of my friends from all over the world, and they watch you every week. And they do. I mean, I get cards from and or notes from people, emails and things and from uh, all over the world. I mean, from uh, Australia and, and Africa and uh, Japan, Europe, uh, that were friends of Wayne Moss, just from that one source. So mm-hmm. we're thankful, and people are being blessed, and I, I try to answer the comments as many as I can, and it's it's keeping me going. I tell you, Mike, it's a great ministry, and the Lord just just put it there. You know. Well, one of the things that I've always loved about you, in addition to your mad guitar skills, which uh, any guitar player who hears you, whether they like the uh, thumb picking style or not, but my goodness, you play so many things beyond just that. Uh, the thing that makes you different, I believe, is the fact that you have been so successful in living your life in such a way that you've taken the gospel in a beautiful manner into areas that so many people would never, ever have the opportunity to take the gospel in. But you do. Your story, you're so unassuming. Uh, I know I, I know you probably don't even realize how effective that is. But man, those of us that watch you and we, we I just go, man, I love the way he shares his faith and you do it in the most sincere way. So thank you for that. Oh, thanks, Mike. That's a great compliment, especially from you. You know, I guess we'll, none of us will ever know here, you know, Lord and what the Holy Spirit can do in, in our lives, you know, because, uh, I said, I'm just a guitar player. I don't have all the answers, but we know someone who does. That's right. And it's, it's tremendous when we do hear some things that go on out there, and we just rejoice. But uh, 
We'll know in heaven one day. When we all get to heaven, what a day that will be. That's coming yeah. for sure. And for a lot of people, it's, uh, it, it's not going to happen anytime too soon, right? Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. It, you were saying when we all get to heaven. I remember I w- it was during the pandemic. Everything had shut down. I was in the backyard, and I was walking our little dog that we actually bought uh, from a pet shop in, in the Orange Park, Florida, and no one had been going into the mall. And sister-in-law, would she w- would go over there and help this lady at her store, but just to feed the dog. Somebody was buying them. They are going in. So we rescued this little dog, bought her, took her up here, and I was walking around the backyard, you know, and uh, the Lord spoke to my heart, called uh, to Ricky Sky and just tell him how much you love him. And, uh, and I didn't for a few minutes. And finally, I thought, okay. And then I did. I said, you're such a blessing. I'm not just trying to throw a name like that out there, but Ricky is my friend. Mm-hmm. And so he answered me right back. He said, what are you doing September, the, you know, whatever date it was, second or whatever. And I'm going, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Everything. And he said, I want you to play with me at the Ryman Auditorium. And he, we're doing an all-Christian music. Uh, it's going to last for uh, two days, two days solid. It's all worship me because, you know, he said the uh, Ryman started, it was church. And so I looked up, what would they have sung at the dedication of the Ryman? What would a song, what would maybe a song that would have come out that year when we all get to heaven? Are you kidding me? 1891. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a great song, and it's still just as fresh and new as today. You know, my uh, wife and daughter and I took a tour of the Ryman back in 2015. And it, it is, uh, if you've never done that uh, to our listeners, I really encourage you to do it. It's so much fun. Vince Gill popped out on the stage while we were there. You just never know what's going to happen at that place. But, you know, you mentioned that it used to be a church, and it, it really does. It's got the look still to this day of that. But, boy, what a fancy place it is. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful place. I remember the first time I actually played there. Uh, it was with Dwayne Eddy. Remember the guitar player? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and they were honoring Dwayne and a, a, a guy named Grady Martin. And uh, Chet Atkins, it was the part of the Chet Atkins day, and Chet wasn't doing very well physically, but he was there. And so sitting over there on the lines, and Dwayne and I worked up a few tunes that were all Chet Atkins songs. Wow. And uh, he stood up and clapped. He said, boy, that was good. You know, if he said good, I mean, that's like, you know, incredible. And, uh, but anyway, what? A, uh, and uh, Peter Frampton was there that night, and Willie Nelson, Vince Gill, you know, and, oh, man, there was a lot of uh, John Fogarty. And it was a great night, very, very memorable. But it that was the first time I actually ever played on the stage of the, of the uh, Ryan. Of course, I played on there as an artist a lot of times since mm-hmm. then, and uh, it, it has its own. It's like if you could get into inside of uh, old Martin guitar. That's kind of what it is, you know. <laughs> well, the, you realize the history of the place, and it's got all the feels. And I've never been a part of the kind of the uh, kind of the crowd over at the new uh, Opry stage. 
How different is it from the old one? Well, I run my, I mean, that's where I started on the Opry was at the Opry house with Grandpa. I started working with Grandpa Jones back in 1975. It had uh, already been there a year or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you realize that the Ryman, uh, I mean, the, the Grand Ole Opry has at the, the Grand Opry house now way longer than it was ever at the Ryman. No, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> it was only at the Ryman, I think, about uh, maybe about 20-something years or something like that. I, I have to look, but it, it, it's been over there since 1974. Mm -hmm. They still do some of the Grand Ole Opry shows at the Ryman during the, the wintertime mostly. Yes. There's something about that circle that they have on the the stage, and I know that that's a, a very meaningful thing for an up-and-comer who's never been on the uh, Opry stage before to see. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you, boy, you've done that. Like you said, you did it with Grandpa Jones when you were with him, but uh, you've also done it a lot with uh, now as a solo artist and with your own daughter. That had to be pretty crazy, huh? And, uh, you know, we, uh, so many other things, too. Uh, my mother turned nine. The, the people of the Opry are very gracious, very kind people. And I called a lady named Gina Keltner, and I said, Gina, my mother's 90. And uh, she said, do you want to be on the show? I said, if there's anyone who can work me in. I, she has no idea, but I'd love to take her backstage. It was at the Ryman. Mm. And, of course, that's the one she would really want. She'd never been to the Ryman. She'd been to the other one with me years ago. And so here I had my mother on her 90th birthday. And uh, and I told the story about when I was a kid in Jacksonville. I said, I remember uh, it was only my brother, dad, and me. She was always in the kitchen cooking up something. You know, I wrote a song, in fact, called Martha's Kitchen. Hey, let's hold that story right now. i got to take a break. I want to hear okay. the rest of this story. This is too good. Doyle Dykes is my guest. I'll be back with him in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com On the line with me is Doyle Dykes, an incredible guitar player known around the world and travels the world, playing just wonderful tunes of all genre and uh, I, I tell you, Doyle, you do some things with a 12-string. We'll have to talk about that in a moment. I've never heard anybody else be able to do it. But you do it seemingly with great ease. But at the end of the last segment, we were talking about a story involving your mom who was in the kitchen, all happening in Jacksonville. So can you pick up with that story? 
Yes, uh, she was always cooking up something for my brother or my dad or whatever, and myself, of course. And I remember uh, she was in there cooking, and I my guitar case in my hand, and she said, where are you going with that guitar, boy? And I said, I'm going to Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm not coming back. And just playing, you know, with her. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, what are you going to do when you get there? And I said, I'm going to play on the Grand Ole Opry. And I told that story at the Ryman that night. I was standing in the circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, I want you to know, I finally made it. I want, you know, and I said, Mom, I finally made it. And everybody started clapping. Well, I said, what I want you people to know, I said that my mother made it tonight, too. And she's 90 years old. It's her birthday. And that, and they went ballistic. They just went crazy. And, uh, man, they were on their feet. She comes walking out. <laughs> Still had her, as she calls it, her pocketbook on her shoulder, <laughs> and uh, walked out in that circle and just waved to everybody, and, and that was. It. But uh, I did another song, and uh, I told her, I said, "Mom, did you hear the crowd when you were up?" There? I said, "You got a better crowd. You got a better applause uh, than Ricky Skaggs." She says, "I know. Wasn't that something?" <laughs> I said, "They may want you back here." So, but that was one of the just a very memorable night for me. Now, I know your dad was a picker. Uh, did oh, your yeah. mom ever play? She played, yeah. You know, actually, her brother was an incredible harmonica player. And uh, and I know he was a, a a student of old D. Ford Bailey, you know, that was on the Opry when it first started way, way back. And my uncle had to be a little boy back then. Mm-hmm. Because he would play the Fox Chase and all these incredible things. He's one of the best, probably the best harmonica player I'd ever heard. And uh, so she learned how to play the harmonica from him. And then she also plays piano. And I, but her her role with the, with the family band was singing. Wow. That's really great. She has quite a heritage as well. So that really was something very special for her to stand in that circle on the Ryman and look out. That had to be very memorable. Yes, and her brother was uh, quite quite the musician. In fact, uh, I didn't know for a long time, as many years as I had known little Jimmy Dickens, I never knew how close uh, he was to my uncle. And I found out one day that he knew Jimmy Dickens. I said, well, I heard you knew my Uncle Doyle. I was named after him. He said, no, I don't know if I did. I said, you called him Smitty, Smitty Smith. And he said, oh, my goodness. He said, Doyle, all the years I've known you, I had no idea Smitty was your uncle. Huh. And uh, Roy Clark told me, uh, he said, I would have never been on Hee Haw. I would have never known The Tonight Show and been able to do a monologue. It not been for your Uncle Smitty. He taught me show business. Wow. He taught me how to relate to an audience. And, uh, you know, I used to travel with Grandpa Jones, and he was writing a book. and. Uh, and he gave me one years later. In fact, I was traveling with him when he was working on this book. And he says, uh, I learned how to tell a joke and how to relate to an audience from a guy named Smitty Smith, who was my mother's brother. And I dropped the book. I thought, oh, my Lord. Because people had asked me for years, what did you get out of work with Grandpa Jones? What did you learn from him? And I said, well, I learned two things, a, a real for old-time country music. And also, I learned how 
to relate to an audience and how to tell a story, how to tell a joke, and and with a sense of timing. Everything he has said or I said about him is what he said about my uncle. And it's funny, uh, the things sometimes that you think you get from somebody else, God has already put it in your heart. They got it from my mother's brother. It was already in my own DNA. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this, Mike, it's like it reminds me of the story in the Bible of Joseph when he put this for chalice that he drank from in the sack his youngest brother, and then of course that ultimately that's brought him back. He said, "Go out and take the the sack of the youngest," and then found the silver chalice and bring him back to me. It's an amazing story, but the thing is, I think God has put His treasure, as it says. In New Testament, in earthen vessels, yes, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So he has put this treasure and placed this treasure on the inside of us. And Mike, there are things in our lives that we have, I don't think, quite even discovered yet that God has placed in there. And uh, as long as we just continue to work for him and, and try to be a blessing to others, he'll bring things out sometimes that you never thought you could ever do. I never thought I'd have a YouTube channel or do anything like that. And the Lord's blessing, blessing a lot of people through it. And I believe he has hidden gems from for uh, folks that are listening out there today. I agree with you completely. I think, you know, one of the sad things that I think I hear as much as just about any other thing in church life is that people will live much of their life without really discovering what they consider or what they feel in their own heart would be their spiritual gifting. And, you know, I'll hear, I hear that as a pastor when I was a pastor, and I've heard it in other people saying that they found the same thing when they talk to people, that people do not know what their own spiritual gifts are. That's something that uh, once you find that out, that's the still a process. Even if you know what giftings you have, there's still the process of discovery of what God has intended for you, how he's going to use those things. And the gifting that God gave you, I know you spend some time even in ministry as a pastor, but that wasn't the ultimate call that he had for you. And, and now I look at you, Doyle, and it's just... Boy, I've known you for over 20 years now. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I, I'll never forget going to, uh, I think it was George's Music Superstore in South Orlando, and wow. you were doing a Taylor Clinic. And um, I took my son down there, and we were blown away, man. So, you know, the gifting that God has given you, you've discovered a lot more about that in recent years than you would have known in the beginning. That's right, Mike. And, you know, even the pastoral thing and then doing all the Taylor guitar clinics around the world, all of that stuff. What I told my son even recently, I said, you know, nothing is wasted. Anything that you do in life, you know, when you really feel God has led you here, it may not be for that long. You know, it may be for a season, but none of it is wasted. That's good. And a lot of those, uh, the experience that I learned from being a, a, a even a pastor under a, another pastor named Danny Drake that I learned a lot from. Um, and then I, I learned a lot from pastoral work. I learned a lot from even doing the uh, the guitar clinics. Uh, all of it worked together uh, for what I'm doing 
now. I didn't even know that much about an acoustic guitar when I started doing clinics. I just learned. And so uh, the things that I'm doing right now is all guitar-related, but also is uh, Christ-centered. And that's the main thing that we point people to, to Christ. Well, absolutely it is. And speaking of that, tell us about the CD that you put together, the new project. I guess people are calling them CDs still. I'm sure there is a physical CD. Music continues to change in this day and age. But you put together a a project called Full Circle. And uh, it is um, something that came during the pandemic, right? Yes, actually. uh, And, uh, well, I think the... uh, Right before the pandemic, I had gotten this guitar back, uh, and I'll tell you about that, but yeah, the uh, the album was mostly done. I know it was finished during the pandemic, and uh, I had started it just before, uh, in 2019, at Eric Johnson's studio, a guitar player from mine in Austin, Texas, and uh, I had given this guitar a to Roy Clark, when I was a pastor, God spoke to me to give the biggest thing I had away and would take care of me and take care of the church. And I wanted the church to be debt-free. And I gave away this old Martin car that I had inherited from Smitty Smith, the man I was telling you about, my mother's brother. And I love that guitar, but Roy Clark, as I said earlier, knew him very well. And uh, so I gave it to him. He had a 30 years. Wow. And his wife said that was his favorite guitar. She didn't really realize that I had given it to him until after Roy passed away. And his manager told him that was a gift from Bill Dykes. And she said, when they were going through his uh, guitars and things, well, that needs to go back to Doyle and his family. And so she gave me that guitar back, and it's a <laughs> wore a D45 Martin guitar. And so you know, they're very highly sought after. They call them, uh, part of the expression, they call them the holy grail of the, uh, the acoustic guitar because there were only 91 ever built. And, uh, in fact, Gene Autry had the very first one, and it was his idea. And then they made uh, 90 other ones. And I happen to have one of those. And so uh, that was part of, of the reason. And then there was a, a story about a lady that, that gave me a white rose, and I've... I've Probably shared that on your uh, on your show before, but God put her back into our lives, and I had written a song also for her when she came back around. Is the name of it, and so anyway, <laughs> several things like that, and I played the old Martin, took photos of it, and uh, it was it was a meaningful record. It certainly her. it certainly is a great story, and to think about. How that guitar, you've had that happen a couple of times. There was a, your orange Taylor was also given as a gift by you. Is Am I right on that? Yes, that's right. It's funny. I mentioned that to someone uh, earlier. They were talking about uh, uh, a signature, having a signature on a guitar. I said, well, you know, I play a guitar still that, I, that has my signature on the back, and people may wonder why I would be playing a guitar with my own hands, you know, signature on it. And I thought, well, you know, I gave that guitar away during a church service in Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington. They're doing a fundraiser, and I thought, oh, man, I have to give that guitar away. And it's orange, and it just kind of lit up the whole 
stage, you know, mm. and uh, and so I gave it to him, and it was a very precious guitar to me. I use it at my dad's funeral. In fact, it is the last guitar he ever heard me play, and it has his photo on the inside of it. I put a little picture of my dad inside. Mm. And so anyway, I gave it to him, and uh, I was going to be WGN Radio about a month later, and there was a man that worked with Moody Publishers. You know, I had written a book for them, and he said, well, uh, I'd like to go to uh, WGN with you. I said, sure, and he told me to pick me up. He said, well, what are you just nonchalant? What guitar are you going to take with you? I said, well, I was thinking of maybe, maybe – uh, Maybe a black. I'm not sure of my tailor. He said, well, "You, you need to take the orange one." So, well, I gave that away, and he just went crazy. He said, "Gave it away? Why would you do that?" And he talked about it about five minutes. Well, I contacted Bob Taylor and his wife Cindy, and so the couple that had me on the show, they had the number one talk show in Chicago, and they called the Stephen Johnny Show, and, and uh, her name was Johnny. His name was Steve. And all three couples went together and bought a guitar back for, from the church. Ah. And they gave, I don't know, they probably gave them thousands. They asked me what it was worth. Well, I wouldn't take less than $10,000 for that guitar. And so they bought it back for me. So I, I played it Sunday. I still play that guitar. And it is a beautiful one. You're right. It's orange. And when I was in Gainesville, that was so appropriate. Go Gators. I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they tell me that in Texas, and they also tell me that in Tennessee. So That's right. Careful, you know? It works either way. Doyle, set up the song La Certeza for us. Well, I had written uh, this song during the pandemic. I, I hearing people talk about uh, in these uncertain times. Uh, even Joe May- Namath was doing a, a commercial. In these times of uncertainty. And I love Joe Namath, but you you heard it on just about everything. You heard it on newscasters and everybody. These uncertain times, and I'm thinking, well, you know, to a Christian, it doesn't have to feel that it's uncertain every day to get up, you know. And uh, I, I remember very well a, a message that, that Billy Graham preached, and he called Jesus the certainty of hope, and Christ is our hope. And he said there is certainty in 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 our hope in Christ and our life in Christ. You don't have to live in, you know, in uncertainty. And so I wrote this song, and I played it for my friend Eric Johnson. And Eric says, Doyle, I love that song, but you should play it on your Spanish guitar, your nylon string guitar. And I thought, well, maybe he's right. And, uh, and so I changed the, the – I actually wrote other part, and I wrote an introduction that sounds more Spanish. And I love this. Spanish language is beautiful. And so I looked it up, and it was La Certeza. So I forgot the name. That's great. We're going to hear it right now. This is La Certeza, Doyle Dykes. Unfortunately, due to Internet licensing restrictions, we're not able to play this song. That's the music of Doyle Dykes. We'll be back with him in just a moment. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit greenflagfranchise.com. 
That's greenflagfranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed-up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407 407- 965-4166 now or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. So enjoyed this chat today with Doyle Dykes. He's up in Tennessee and um, your mom still lives in the Jacksonville area. I know you get over there as often as you can and you're going to be in St. Augustine for a, a booking that information's on your website, but there's a chance that you might be even closer to Orlando uh, the next night. And if that works out, we hope to um, hope to get up to see you there. And that would be so much fun to to be there. You know, I had a chance to go with you with uh, you and Haley. You'll remember this. I got to go and I worked your book table with your uh, CD table uh, at the Villages, and uh, those people. Oh. Those people loved you down there, man. That was a lot of fun. I love that area. The, the folks, you're right. There's some really fun folks over there. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've played there since. I've done. I've played in churches not far away, mm-hmm. and uh, I still play in church every every Sunday somewhere. Now, the thing in Augustine is a festival. It's a Gamble Rogers uh, part of that festival over there. So, uh, there's anybody in that. Area, that'd be great, and uh, yeah, I'd love to. I, that's for my home still. That's my home state, but I still that's that's home. So. Well, it's always great to be able to see you, and it was our privilege to have you come up to Abundant Grace so many times. You were there at least three or four times, and it was always a, a wonderful a night for us and people around the area. Love to come out, so. Uh, we're going to put this out there. If if this works out, we'll put it on our Facebook page and let everybody know that uh, you're going to be in the area when you come. And they can come and hear uh, this uh, amazing stuff that you do with all of these different guitars. How many guitars are you traveling with now that you play on a given program? Well, you know, it, 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 usually two or three. I don't take more than that. I think I had four on Monday. Uh, I took one of my Olsons, and uh, but to be fair, I didn't touch it. I mean, you know, because I had so many other things I was doing. Uh, and but but usually I'll take a six string, and then a, a twelve string, and then if I can't, I'll take a, a nylon string or either my Gretsch electric guitar. Oh, uh, and that's a beautiful. What is that? A sixty-one twenty. Uh, the one I play, I play a sixty-one twenty. Yeah, at home. I, you know, I don't take it out very much. Uh, I usually play a White Falcon. Oh yeah, on stage. I think I played a, a Telecaster last weekend, though. I had a guitar that was uh, had a, had a great story to it, and uh, I just shared that story. And the 
the Lord always helps you, you know, tie into a message, you know, and that's what I did. Well, your white rose for Heidi story is one of the best I've ever heard. And that is available, friends, if you'd like to search that out. Look for that on YouTube. It's it's a beautiful song. And in fact, we were talking in segment one about your string-alongs. You recently had Heidi on one of those uh, Sunday morning episodes, and that was pretty special for you, I am sure. Oh, it was. It, it was a great week um, being the, in her kids. She, has a, she lives down in the Ponte Vedra Beach area, and uh, she came up with our, our grandkids, uh, she has a, a boy and a girl, Drew and Layla, and then uh, Haley came down with her too. She has a boy and a girl. Also, Holly lives here. Her boy with her son. So we had all five grandkids here, and so they were outside playing. I said, Heidi, it's our it's our chance. Let's go over there and record a string along, and it was so much fun. And uh-huh. she's so natural. She's so she's a nurse anesthetist, so she's not in in any kind communication or entertainment business but she communicates so well and then before we left i had haley to do one as well and she's also a great communicator she is and a fine mandolin player yeah <laughs> she is and a great singer and uh, i'm i'm proud of my kids and my son now lives in hawaii i know garden that... I know, over in hawaii caleb is and, in hawaii uh, he, 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 it's always a great thing, you know, Mike, when you find a, a church, when you find some place you can really settle in. And I was, I was rejoicing. I've been praying for. Her. I said, "Well, Caleb, you need to find a church, son, and and maybe uh, see if you if they need somebody on their worship team. He's a great guitar player. He's amazing. I'm son. I'm sorry. I said he's amazing as a guitar player. He really is. And uh, and so anyway. He met this guy, and uh, <laughs> and they invited him to the church to play, and they just loved him. And then they invited, and they had him play again Sunday. And the pastor took him out to dinner and said, "Hey, man, you're in. You know, you're in." So they, <laughs> they said, "We've been praying for another guitar player." And he told me, he "said Well, Dad, I think the Lord just. Le- I feel like the Lord's going to lead me to the right church. I just haven't." felt it yet, you know, but he does now, and uh, anyway, they have a, a thing called one-way ministry, just a small church, of course, you know, Hawaii's not a real big island anyway. Right. But as one-way ministries, and then that, now they're going to make that an outreach, they've asked the pastor to pastor uh, an Assemblies of God church there, in, uh, it's called Kapa'a, and so will be playing at all of those. And so I'm, I'm just, we're just so thankful. You know, when you, when you find a church, it's a special thing. It's, it's a special time, you know, mm-hmm. that God has given you. And uh, it's just like you find a whole new family. Oh, so yeah. he's just shouting high notes now. <laughs> well, I'm sure that was pretty hard on you for him to be that far away, right? I tried my best to talk him out of that because of that, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought, well, how's he going to do a and uh, he said, well, Dad, I just really feel God. I, he said, I can't explain it any other way than to say that God wants me there. He's led me there. Of course, anybody would say, oh, God's leading me to, uh, you know, the most be- one of the most beautiful places in the world, of course, you know, an island in the Pacific. 
but he's not a surfer. He's not a, a beach guy. He's not a partier. None of that kind of stuff uh, had nothing to do with it. He really felt in his heart. He works for the judiciary there, so he works there with the judge. And uh, he I really feel like God put me here to help people and to be a blessing. And uh, and so, you know, praise the Lord. We'll see see where it goes. And uh, and I told him, I said, well, son, I'll I'll help you. I'll 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 question you again. I'll support you. Not knowing that three weeks later, I drive his truck all over Los Angeles and put it on a boat. Wow, wow. <laughs> but that's what you do, you know. Yeah, that's it. The role of a parent. Yeah, that's great. And the uh, Lord um, has plans for Caleb. Again, you you guys do uh, some music that's also on YouTube together. It's really fun to uh, see that. Doyle, we're, we've got just a little bit of time. I want to play another one of your songs. This is one of the kind of well-known thumb pickers kind of uh, anthem. It's called I Am a Pilgrim. Unfortunately, due to internet licensing restrictions, we're not able to play this song. That was I Am a Pilgrim, wonderfully done by Doyle Dykes. And Doyle, thank you for being with me here today on the show. It's it's such a joy. And I know that you've got traveling ahead of you, like always. I know you probably treasure your moments at home and when you go down to be with your other children and, and family members. Uh, what's uh, the Christmas season? What's it looking like for you? Well, very busy. I <laughs> mean, I'm scheduled all over the place. In fact, Christmas Day, Christmas and Christmas Day, I'm in in the high desert in California. But to be fair, our family never celebrates Christmas on Christmas Day. We always the the following day or the day after the kids are coming in, usually Christmas night or the next day, and we usually have our Christmas the the following. And so we're, uh, you know, uh, we just stay busy. My family knows about my daughter. They have Christmas on Christmas Day. Of course, it falls on the fifth, falls on a Sunday. And so, yeah, I'm doing all kinds of things uh, in the the area here. Most of it is away, you know, but uh, I love doing Christmas concerts. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. And then I'm also uh, Gary Mobley of Shub Capos. I'm at his church the Sunday before that up in the Bay, uh, Santa Rosa area, somewhere up in that area. And so uh, yeah, I'm, I, I have so much going on, and, and we'll, we're also adding dates every every week. We've added another uh, couple of dates in the last few days at Christmas. and uh, But some of them are uh, concerts, and <clears throat> some of them are like banquets and things like that. And I'm trying to get Andy uh, which, uh plugged in to do uh, something else. Here at, at Songbirds Museum, mm. we do a, a fundraiser for them. To, it gives the kids an opportunity to have a guitar. Uh, it's a wonderful organization, That's uh, Songbirds awesome. Foundation. We used to do their Christmas program, too, so I'm sure we'll do something. Doyle Dykes, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program today, and I, I look forward to seeing you, hopefully, when you're in the area uh, later in October. Hope that works out, and if so, I'll get to see you in person that night. Appreciate Great you, my friend. Mike. You big. God bless you folks out there. All right. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.